entrepreneurs and dreamers, welcome back to The Dylan England Show. I'm your host, Dylan England. And on the fourth episode of the podcast, we're going to jump into, well, a diet that is labeled as very controversial in our society today. You may have heard of it. It's a diet called the carnivore diet. One of the things on the podcast that we always try to do is look for creative ways that will always help us feel better, live better, and live healthier. This is something that I've been personally curious about, and I wanted to learn more. So I invited a friend that has lost over 70 pounds doing this. He's also a barbershop owner here in Metro Detroit. His name is Matt Davis, owner of First Impressions Barbershop in Allen Park, Michigan. So definitely, if you're in Allen Park wanting a good haircut, definitely go check him out. This is one of our longer podcasts we've done so far, but it's one that's worth listening to all the way through as we talk about controversial diets, conspiracy theories, and some other fun things as well. Enjoy this episode of the Dylan England Show. Also, if you'd like to view the video format of this podcast, you can do so on YouTube at the Dylan England Show. Check us out there. Make sure you subscribe and follow. Also, quick disclaimer, the opinions given on this podcast are just opinions. We are not doctors and we don't pretend to be so. So as you listen to the episode today, listen through that view that we are not giving advice or medical recommendation, but I do think that the information given today is definitely interesting and worth a listen. Hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. Let me introduce our guest today. So this is Matt. If you guys think that I look unbelievably good today with this brand new haircut, he always this is does. the man. This is the man that got me set up. He owns First Impressions Barbershop in Allen Park, Michigan. Um, it's a great shop. He's a great barber. He's been doing it for a lot of years now. He's owned the shop for three, going on three years. Going on three years. Besides the six months that the government tried to own it during there. Besides the, the government <laughs> ownerships for six months. So... Matt's like I said, Matt. Matt's a killer barber. He gave, gave me this haircut yesterday, and uh, but he has lost a ton of weight. Yeah. So he started a diet. He started life changes. I guess would probably be a better way to say it. Yeah. When did you start getting serious about like, man, I gotta, I gotta get start taking care of myself? Yeah. So um, it kind of all go. I've always struggled, struggled with weight, um, and I my weight has fluctuated on and off forever. Um, but I remember the heaviest I've ever got. Um, it was before you and I met. I was uh, over 330 pounds. I was 333 mm. pounds. That was the highest I've ever seen the scale. Um, but I did your typical bodybuilding, eating six meals a day, chicken breast, broccoli, brown rice, and, you know, lo- lose all the weight and then gain it all back. You know, I'd gain it all back. But um, when the merge happened, when you and I met each other, I was just about 300 pounds, um, got back up to 300 pounds and uh, jumped on. Weight Watchers lost lost a pr- pretty good amount of weight. Uh, I think I got down to two thirty mm. or something like that. But slowly, I seen because it happened has happened so many times. I seen seen the weight going back up. I got back up to about two sixty, and then that's when I, okay. you know, so that was like two thousand and eighteen. Right? I seen the I seen the scale at three oh two, and, and I was you're like, like mm. yikes. Yeah. And so when and when was that? How many years ago? Or was that recently? 2018. Okay, so 2018, you you were like, all right, we got to make some changes. Yeah, well, the end of 2018, I'm sorry, it was 2019, like January 2019, like literally, or it could have been, you know, New Year's Eve or something like that. You know, mm. I had my New Year's resolution. You and know, you're gotta like, gotta lose make weight. Yeah. So you found a diet that you've been very vocal about. Okay? Yes. yes. Tell me about it. 
tell me how'd you find it? When'd you get into it? And we're gonna we're gonna jump in because I have questions, I have doubts, sure. I have just a lot of questions. So tell me about the diet. What what do you got going on? Like I said, I I always struggled with my weight going up up and down, up and down, up and down. Well, <clears throat> I uh, was listening to Jordan Peterson, mm-hmm. um, who's somebody I've followed for years. If you guys don't know him, he's a Canadian clinical psychologist. Um, who, you know, I knew this guy wasn't a kook, you know, he's brilliant and he made some waves recently with some, you know, stuff that is going against, you know, uh, it's going kind of countercultural, you know, and, uh, so he, he's gained some traction and got popular. That's how I came up, you know, come to follow him or whatever. And, uh, he was talking about his daughter, Michaela Peterson and, uh, Michaela Peterson had rheumatoid arthritis. And uh, the doctors said, you know, nothing at a very young age, you know, um, I'm not sure like how young they, you know, they said that she, that they couldn't help her anymore, but basically that we can manage the pain. Um, she had a, an ankle replacement when she was 15 and then like a hip replacement when she was 17. Um, but she didn't accept that answer from the doctors. So this is all coming from Jordan. Um, and she didn't accept that answer, and then she uh, did a process of elimination diet. Okay. Um, so she really liked candy. Um, so she started noticing when she dropped off certain candies that her body wouldn't feel as inflamed. She wouldn't feel as much pain, but she was still feeling some pain. Um, then she, um, you know, over the course of a couple years, she switched to just greens. Got all the way down. I mean, try you know doing all these things. And then got down to just greens and meats. And uh, she was doing really well, but still feeling a little bit inflamed. And uh, then all of a sudden, she cut the greens out. And uh, so now she's just carnivore diet. And then she would add something back, you know, maybe a salad. The inflammation came back and uh, the pain. So she knew right then that her body responds best on the carnivore diet, um, Right now, she's just doing beef, salt, and water, which is called the lion diet. Um, so, you know, carnivore, you can have eggs and, and raw dairy and things okay. like that. But she's just doing the lion diet, beef, salt, and water. And uh, her body responds. She's off all medications. The doctor said she'd never have kids. She's got kids. Um, I mean, she healed herself from the carnivore diet or the lion diet. And that was something where I was like, like I said, Jordan Peterson, I was like, this guy's not a kook, man. This guy, you know, it's not like he's sitting there lying to everybody. Right. And it's, uh, it was, and it was wild to me that like, even if it was just like, like we talked yesterday, even if that was just one person, like that should be like news, like all over, you know, like this person healed themselves without medicine, got rid of all the medicine, um, from, from eating. So that's anyways, that's what started me on. The carnivore diet and I found like this whole I had no idea like this like realm existed man I mean it's like you know there's I follow there's a society there's a yeah. community mm-hmm. yeah there's a large community so Michaela right is her name Michaela Peterson yeah or I think it's something else something she's like married that. now yeah. yeah so Jordan Peterson's daughter had like an autoimmune deficiency or disease called RA right yeah and she tried a bunch of stuff. I have friends that have RA. I actually have a lot of friends that have RA. Yeah. 
do you think that it's just the like way that the vegetables are grown in our massive production like society where they put a bunch of crap and fertilizers and stuff or because I'm, I guess I'm just trying to work through, like, man, if you cut out all of the vitamins that we're told that yeah. vegetables carry. Yeah. Like, I know lettuce, I don't even view lettuce as an important vegetable because that's just water for the most right. part. But, like, things like carrots and broccoli and the, the vitamins that those yeah. have in them. Reno broccoli isn't even, like, a, like a, that's a man-made plant. That's not like a... Broccoli? Broccoli is a man-made plant from, like, cross-pollination or whatever you want. That's something you can Google right now. Google that. All right, we'll Google that. As you, well, we'll keep is, talking. Broccoli gonna... man, is broccoli man-made? Okay, I'm looking at it right now. So as we do that, so I guess that's, that's the first question I have. So, like, if we went, like, straight from farm to table, could vegetables be different than what you buy in the store? That's the first question I was just thinking of. Well, the first thing I would say that if you're not buying organic fruits or vegetables, you're you're not, you're doing it wrong um, because they're all sprayed with, you know, with weed killer and you're probably going to develop cancer in the future. So buying organic fruits or vegetables, but I would say that vegetables period aren't necessary. Um, You will get all your vitamins and minerals from grass fed meat or just regular meat. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, you're not wrong. So, about the broccoli? Yeah, or? I'm on cornell.edu right now. I was trying to find uh, an actual credible, you know, not just Wikipedia. So, this looks semi semi professional. Yeah. While there are many, many edible plants that can be forged in the wild, such as asparagus, berries, onions, broccoli is not one of them. Broccoli is, in fact, a human invention. It's yeah. not known exactly how many years ago broccoli was created, but it's believed that the early varieties of this plant were cultivated in the Mediterranean region during the Roman Empire in the 6th century after its creation 2,000 years ago. Broccoli continued to be improved through artificial selections in part of what we now know as Italy. The 16th century broccoli was introduced to parts of Europe, which eventually led to cultivation in those areas. Although broccoli was brought over to the United States in the 17th century, it was not grown commercially until the 1920s. So it's relatively new, like 1920 isn't that long ago. It was derived yeah. from wild cabbage. I mean, you know, I never thought about it, but like you never go to like a broccoli picking farm. Like you go blueberry picking. Sure. You go carrots and cabbage. Yep. I've never even thought of that before. Yep. That blows, that blows yep. my mind. Yep. We yeah. could stop this right now and my <clears throat> mind would be blown. I'm, I'm going to be thinking about that for <laughs> yeah. the rest of the month. Yeah. And the, and the thing with, and the thing with broccoli is uh, like... I know me, like some people eat broccoli and it's great. My job or my, my uh, agenda here isn't to get everybody to switch over to carnivore. It's, it's really, I want to see people eat whole foods. So like, uh, you know, I, I've had people like out of spite, I've seen like posts on Facebook, like this fad diet, the carnivore, I'm just going to switch over to, uh, to veganism uh, to show you. And I, and I look at that and I go, great, because you're likely to, to like, see some benefits from that because you're probably going to start putting, well, you're going to be putting down ultra processed foods, Mm. which you're probably eating. So you'll reap some benefits on veganism, but anybody who stays on, stays a vegan will have to supplement because you cannot get everything that your body needs from plants. That's, it's just not possible. Most notably vitamin B12, like you will have to supplement that. So, 
but the broccoli is filled with uh, a lot of ox, what's called oxalates, and uh, that causes gut inflammation. And then if you know anything about the gut, it's uh, you know your gut health has a lot to do with your immune system, yeah. weight loss, um, and the oxalates actually block mineral and vitamin absorption. So like if you have broccoli and chicken, people think that they're eating healthy, but like the the minerals and, and stuff that's in your meat, the broccoli actually disrupts your body from being able to absorb that. So that's the theory. Is that the overarching theory of the carnivore diet? Yeah, well, that and that, um, you know, you're eliminating sugar, uh, processed sugars, carbohydrates. Um, well, yeah, the carnivore diet is, it, but I'm all, I'm more uh, more so uh, animal based. So I'm still eating like what's known as the least toxic plant foods. Okay. Bananas, strawberries, blueberries, um, and I'm still you know I still drizzle use some use some honey and and maple syrup, things like that. Um, but obviously you can't go too crazy with those things, you know. Sure. So the the carnivore the carnivore diet is this. So I I looked it up. I was doing some prep, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the general rule, or I guess the general um, rules for the carnivore diet would be organic meats, poultry, fish, eggs, bone marrow, butter, salt, pepper, water, bone broth, and then sauces are okay. Would you say it's a fair, is that a fair? I would say, I would say um, to avoid, it depends on what sauces you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so they, they put a description there. Provided that they are only made with meat drippings, mixed with butter, no okay. binders such as flour. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, avoiding seed oils. That is, like, really, really key. Why? So seed, seed oils. Like- yeah, see, seed oils are highly, highly inflammatory. We've been, we've been, uh, that is, you know, that's a, something you'll get, want to get in, get into uh, where, you know, a lot of people are known as conspiracy theorists because we've been taught and told that, that uh, they are a healthy alternative to butter. Um, that butter and ghee um, are fat, stay away from fat, yeah. um, canola oil, and all these highly ultra-processed um, seed oils are the healthy alternatives when, in fact, nothing could be further from the truth. They're highly inflammatory and should be avoided at all costs. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, one of the, I, I didn't tell Matt that I was going to do this, but I was just like, hey, I'm going to fact check a lot of this stuff because, you know, when people watch this podcast, like, it's one thing... To say things, it's another thing to just kind of like just double check some things because I want us both to learn today. Yeah. And yeah, like it does look like seed oil. Uh, one of the key aspects of the seed oil debate, according to realsimple.com, uh, seed oils are high fat food and they're higher in inflammatory fats. Uh, a label that we now generally understand that could be unhealthy. But these kind of fat oils uh, basically are there. They're, they, yeah, they can hurt a lot of different things as a, a lot of scientific terms, but that's interesting. So they are a, they are an inflammatory fat. That is true. So the carnivore diet, I want to go back to that. Uh, milk, cheeses, yogurt can also potentially be allowed. Mm-hmm. Things that are not allowed would be v- vegetables, fruits, seeds, nuts, breads, pastas, grains, and alcohol. All right. I mean, I guess you could, I don't know if alcohol would be part of that or not, but that's what this website said. So let's go, let's say you go beef, salt, water. We go lion diet. Mm-hmm. Doesn't the first question that I think I have and people ask is, well, doesn't the body need the nutrients 
found in things other than beef, salt, and water. Like, I, I'm not a scientist. I've been told that you eat your vegetables, you have the colorfulness on the plate, they have vitamin B, all this crap. Like, vitamin C's from your oranges, you have this from this. Where sure. does your body get the the nutrients needed on a diet like that? Sure. Um, I mean, quite simply, from steak. Um, I don't have the, the numbers with me or anything like that, but you could pull up, like, um, steak and, say, kale, which mm. kale kale is an absolute sham, dude. Um, but there That's is... So it was also man-made. There were, like, four different foods that are all derived from the mustard plant. Okay. So broccoli, kale... And a couple other. They're derived from different parts of the mustard plant. Some are derived ah. from the stem. Some are derived from the like seeds. Some are derived from the like the leaves. Interesting. Interesting. That's yeah. what I, that's what I had on the diagram. So don't okay. quote me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna I was just gonna say um, you know I've seen charts side by side, you know, and people think you know because you're eating broccoli or kale or a salad that you're getting these new you know these nutrients that the body needs. Um, but you can get all that from, you know, steak and, um, another, uh, another, uh, thing that I heard from one of these doctors, cause these are, you know, please don't take my word for it. Like I follow doctors, yeah. you know, that aren't getting paid by big pharma. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah, these, you know, all the stuff that you, that your body needs, you can get in a steak, yeah. you know, um, because, I mean, even even carbohydrates. You know, like your body doesn't need carbohydrates. Like I I like carbs. So like again, I'm oh, doing yeah. a, I'm doing animal based. So it's not like I'm like carb free or anything like that. But your body needs glucose, and and your body can make you know turn animal fats into into its energy source. Like your your body now, like we run on uh, carbohydrates. You know, but your body doesn't need carbohydrates. It needs uh, it needs something for the you know for it to make glucose, and it can mm. make that out of animal fats. So um, your muscles from the research that I've done, your muscles will tend to grow slower. They grow fat. You know, if you're a bodybuilder or something like that, you know, it, they'll grow faster, um, by, uh, implementing carbohydrates. Um, but you don't necessarily need carbohydrates. So mm. dude, yeah, this is fascinating because I think when people hear carnivore diet, they initially think like, that's a scam. Like that's a sham because yeah. they're like, that can't be healthy. Sure. You see people that are like, they have eggs and bacon yeah. and yeah. steak, yeah. like every male's dream right. of like, bro, like that's what I want. And yeah. they're like, there's no way this can be healthy. Yeah. I mean, in a second, we're going to get into cholesterol yeah. because that's the that's the first, I guess, health risk that people are like, there's no way. My yeah. doctor says my cholesterol is high as it is. Yeah. He said, stay away from red meats. And I wanted to make this little quick disclaimer, like Matt's a barber. I sell insurance. I'm not a, we are not doctors. We are not doctors. And honestly, I don't have a, I, when I have people on this podcast, there's going to be some people I agree with, some people that I'm learning from, some people I disagree with. But the cool thing, what Matt's done is he's done a lot of research for himself and his body. And like the dude's lost weight. Yeah. How much weight have you lost since you started this program? Like started this. this Well, like I said, I, I, I jumped on the, um, I jumped on the, uh, Weight Watchers, the Weight Watchers lost Loss. I got out to about 230, and then I seen my weight like it always does creeping back up. Because I think it's important to note that, like how you just said, every man's dream, right? That is one of the most important things about the carnivore diet. Is like I'll have all these people coming up to me, going, "Dude, you know your posts, man, are just they're so inspiring, and 
and you're, you know, you're, you're just, your stick to itiveness, you know, it's just so, and I'm like, dude, I eat steak and eggs and bacon. Yeah. Like, it's not like, <laughs> it's not hard, but that is key because that's why my weight was fluctuating because I'm eating chicken breast and freaking broccoli and right. And, and let's be honest, the bodybuilders out there, you don't like that stuff, man. That it mm. sucks, you know, steak and eggs and bacon. Like it doesn't, <laughs> it's, it's steak and eggs and freaking bacon. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's all. So like your diet. And again, if you like my wife, uh, Lauren, she doesn't, uh, she, she's not a big meat person. So my advice to anybody that's wanting to get into shape is to find a diet or a lifestyle change, you know, cause you know, that the word diet is frowned upon, right? Yeah. That you, that you don't hate, you know, and, and, and I don't feel like I haven't, I couldn't imagine my life <clears throat> a year ago without pizza in it. Cause yeah. I would, I would stick to my diet. Right. And then every Saturday you have your cheat day, I'd have my cheat day. I haven't had pizza. Well, I had pizza. I, I started the carnivore diet, animal based diet last January. So I've been on it just over a year, November. I had some pizza and I threw up all night, all night. So that was the last time I had, but I, so I was, you know, want to be, want to be honest, want to be honest. Yep. This is going to sound really bad, but it's like, do I, like, I love pizza. Obviously look at me. I, I love pizza. We did, I did the diet called whole 30. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know whole 30 is. So whole 30 is basically, if, forgive me. I mean, I can look up the rules again, but basically it's like no sugar, no grains, Killer, yeah. Um, no sugar, no grains. Let's see, whole 30. No added sugar, artificial or real, no alcohol, no grains, no beans, no dairy, no MSGs, no baked goods, and anything like that. We did 30 days of that. Worst 30 days of my life. Yeah. Hated it. Yep. I love bread. I'm a bread dude. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't eat tons of bread, but I enjoy bread. Um, the sugar wasn't that big of a deal, but like everything has sugar in it. Everything has everything. sugar in it. And so, seed oils. So we had to like like we're literally going through like Costco and like looking at the ingredients of everything and that's awesome. The, the, it was awful. I hated it. Yeah. So I'm that I guy. I'm I, that guy now. Like I'm pulling something off the shelf and I'm like, I, yeah, I'm not, but you're not. So, okay. so anyway, so we did that for 30 days and then at the end of those 30 days I went and we had like uh, like lasagna or pizza or something and I felt like trash yep. and I promised myself I would <clears throat> never not eat pizza again. <laughs> because, <laughs> Because I'm like, dude, I'm not gonna like this. Yeah. Is, I know this is a terrible way. I'm gonna get flamed. I'm gonna get flamed for saying that. Yeah. But I'm like, no, dude, it was ice cream. I went to have ice cream, and I love ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> like my wife. Okay, guys, so this is the ironic part about this whole conversation. I never drink these very often, but my wife just brought me a frappe from Tim Hortons yeah. today. So I'm like literally sipping on sugar. Yeah. As we're talking about not doing sugar, I did that on purpose. I'm scared. I did. <laughs> Anna brought that in, and I'm like. Oh, this is gonna be. This is gonna be too. I ironic. figured that drink had to come from a female. Yeah, no, it did. It did. I well, I do love mochas. I that's my. Yeah, it's my secret. It's plan. sugar. It's my secret. You like sugar? I love sugar. <laughs> I I am a savory guy though. I could give up sugar if I could keep savory. Mm. In my, I could. If I if I had a choice, like in in the morning when I wake up for breakfast, I'll do steak and eggs, or I'll do bacon and eggs, or over like uh you know a bagel like a cinnamon toast crunch bagel or something like all day yeah. and it would do like french toast or pancakes over yeah eggs so that wouldn't be that hard for me um but i say that when i did whole 30 i felt fine during whole 30 like i was okay and then 
But the moment I came back to eat normal foods again, I felt like absolute trash. You didn't have like any kind of like detox period, you feel like? A couple of days or anything? I mean, there was a time there when my poop was completely green and I was yeah. freaking out, like bright green. Yeah. Like, sorry to be like TMI, but hey, we get real here. Yeah, man. Like, like, because all we ate was lettuce and vegetables. Yeah. And like it chicken. Sucks. And we couldn't, oh, I think part of Whole30 is no red meat. Oh. I'm not sure if that's true. I know I could be lying, but I know we did a lot of chicken. Yeah, because I think it's just whole food. Like, yeah, it could just foods. be. We could do red meat. Yeah, we yeah. did a lot of chicken, a lot of salads, a lot of vegetables, no fruit, none, zero mm. sugar. So even sugar and fruit, none. Yeah. And it was. I remember like literally like going to the bathroom once and just being like, "Bro, it was like, it was like a, a highlighter, a green highlighter." I was like, "Dude, this does not look natural." Wow. So that was probably the detox of just everything that was. Just yeah. My body freaking out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, I know Jordan Peterson was talking. He had the same kind of experience. He, uh, uh, he could have been on it for a year. Um, I'm, I'm not really sure, but the story he tells is he went. He's on. He's on the uh, carnivore diet, and he goes to. Uh, it's like you know the fall, and he and he goes to uh, uh, apple picking or pumpkin patch or something like that. Has apple cider and donuts, um, and he or maybe he didn't have donuts, but the, you know. It was definitely apple cider, and he said it landed him in bed for like three, four days. You know, so there's kind of similar to your body building up um, immunity to, you know, to some virus or, or some sickness or something, right? Like your body, you know, when it's eating heavily processed foods, builds up an immunity to it, and once you cut it out and then try to go back to it, mm. lost that you lost that immunity, you know. So again, I'm not. But a why would I want to use, lose that immunity? Um, because because you're gonna feel better. Yeah. I See, mean, I feel, the... like like I feel like it's such a cliche, right? To say, I've never felt this good in my life, but I can look you dead in the face and tell you that I'll be 40 years old in August, and I remember being 22, 23 years old, and I can pull up pictures. I was a fat slob, and I've never felt this good in my in my life. Well, let's do that. If you can, you, could you send me pictures? Because if you send me pictures, I'll pull them up and post. So, oh, sure, yeah. We'll be looking at pictures uh, right now, and even if you can pull them up now, and we can kind of react to those pictures now on your phone or something, that'd be kind of cool. Because yeah. I'd love to see, and we'll show you guys too. But I'd love to see the difference of twenty-three-year-old Matt versus dude. You're pushing forty. Can we yeah. like pause on that for a second? <laughs> you're looking dang good. <laughs> Thank you. You're looking dang good for a dude Thank pushing forty. You. Thank you. I would have guessed like nineteen, but my man, my man, my man, my man. So, all right. So here, let me read this real quick, guys. Uh, as you pull those up. So one of the interesting things that I heard about the carnivore diet is entering the state of ketosis. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. So what is the state of ketosis? This is a doctor named Schmidt. In the state of ketosis, your body is burning fatter fuel rather than carbohydrates. This is not a guarantee, though. Um, it's basically a misconception, blah, blah, blah. But in excess, protein can lead to increase in blood sugar and insulin levels and kick out your ketosis. So basically, if ketosis is your goal, having some fat with your protein, for example, eggs, butter, and cheese may help. Bear in mind that these additions may not have a greater impact on your health otherwise, right? So they're putting their little asterisks there for saves. But basically ketosis, what it really is, is instead of your body burning carbs, it burns bad fat. So like just by existing, right? Is that what we're talking about? Yep. Oh, here, I'm going to put on the screen right now for you guys to see. Um, oh my heavens. 
So when was so when that, was so the those, first when those was first two taken? those first two were just like I said like 2018 that was at a softball field. This was five years ago. Yeah, in the middle, bro. I don't recognize you. Yep. And then oh that, my. and then the other, and then the, the other first one, one. Yeah, the first one wasn't too long. You know, I think that was 2017 or something like that. I was on a I was on a house call doing a a haircut because I used to do the traveling. Yeah. Barbering. Yep. But that's your your heavily processed. And then when was this? When was this picture? That was this past summer. Jeez. Yep. Would you say you've gotten even more tone since this past summer? Or about the same? I would say. I would say. I think. I think now I put on a little. I put on a little bit more size since then. Okay. Because I got. Because I had a fight. Um. Not too long. Uh. Not too. Uh. Boxing. Long after boxing, that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had a, a movie tie, a kickboxing match. Oh, cool. Um. And I made two oh five. And right now, I just checked the weight. I'm I'm at 230, but I have like multiple people coming up to me, telling me that you know, hey, you lost some more weight, or whatever. and I'm like, no, I actually put on, put on some weight. So, um, how how heavy were you in those pictures? 300. And you're two, you lost 70 pounds. Yep. So how much of your weight loss has started since you started doing the carnivore diet, and how much did it start when you started doing like Weight Watchers and stuff like that? So I got so I got back up. I got back up. I lost a bunch of weight, got down to 230. And then um, I got back up to 260 because I fell off. You know, it just sucks doing the, the, um, yeah, inputting all weight that wa- stuff. Weight Watchers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it sucks doing all that. Um, so I got back up to 260. And then I got back down from, like, for my flight as, as at 205. Um, but now I'm sitting around between 220 and 230 now. So 60, 30 pounds. 30 pounds, yeah. Carnivore diet. Yeah. But I would I would add, though, that, like, I put on way more muscle. Yeah. No, you can see. And because and yeah. you were training for a fight, you were, I mean, you're working out at the same time. Yeah. Like, I know neither of us are preaching that this diet will just, you know, yeah. shred without work on the back end. Right. You know, no diet's going to do that. But you mix. This is what people say. This is what a lot of the the articles I've read is, like, you, can, you could have the perfect diet, but if you don't have physical, like physical exercise to match that you're not going to see the full results of what it could be yeah you yeah you definitely won't see the full results i would say though that like you will not you cannot out train a bad diet if you eat right and you eat whole foods and you don't overeat you're eating the right foods you will lose weight you'll lose weight for sure Mm. um but you're not gonna you know put on muscle or you know anything you're not if you're not doing some kind of resistance training. So you know? what in your research have you said to the people that say, okay, health risks, right? Like there can be there can be downsides to the carnivore diet. Like humans are omnivores. Um, we derive nutrients from a variety of foods, both, anim- both, both animal and plant-based products. We're not like, you know, carnivores. We're herb, like we're omnivores. Um, so if we exclusively get rid of one food group that's important for human life, this is the argument, how could somebody remain healthy? So you, you, we, we're going to bring it up now. We talk about cholesterol. And keep in mind, I know you're not a doctor, so I'm not going to like yeah. force you, but this are, these are questions people have. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I know these are questions that you've wrestled with and it like been like, I know this is a risk. I'm willing to do this, whatever. Yeah. So plus a high diet and a red processed meats can be linked to, you know, potentially higher blood pressure, could be linked to higher cholesterol. Yeah. Where in your research did you land on being like, 
dude, screw it. I'm yeah. still going to try this. I feel like I got to say it again, even though he said it twice. I'm not a doctor. Okay. Um, but should we should wear t-shirts. Yeah. We're I'm not, not hey, we're not doctors, but uh, from my research of cholesterol, okay. I will tell you, I will tell you in my opinion from other, again, other doctors that I follow, that's not being paid by big pharma. Cholesterol is a lie. Okay. Um, cholesterol is an anti-inflammatory that men need, um, to build muscle and to, or to build, testos- okay. to build testosterone. Col- so say that one more time. Cholesterol is a lie. The, the cholesterol problem right, is right. a lie. And I'll, and I'll read, and I'll read some, cause I, I wasn't going to be able to memorize all this for yeah, you. So I'm just going to read this for you. It says many people fear saturated fat and cholesterol while embracing a low fat diet, industrial seed oils and statins instead with the hope to lower cholesterol and prevent heart disease. Yet according to the who, World Health Organization 2020, we still see heart disease as the leading cause of death globally by far, with 16% of total deaths since 2000. The largest increase in deaths has been for this disease. Unfortunately, cholesterol research has a checkered past filled with research bias, crude scientific literacy, and industry influence. Ansel Keys formed his biased diet heart hypothesis linking saturated fat to cholesterol levels to cardiovascular problems. The connection between cholesterol and heart disease is based on correlation, not causation. Dietary recommendations are based on incomplete evidence and industry influence. In fact, it could be said that some of the worst dietary advice we've been given over the past 70 years is that high cholesterol causes heart disease. To be clear, There's no such thing as good or bad cholesterol. HDL and LDL, high and low density lipoprotein, are not actually cholesterol, but the transporters for cholesterol to travel through the blood. LDL and HDL both serve important purposes when our metabolism is healthy. Basically, LDL carries fresh cholesterol to where it's needed in the body, and HDL carries recycled cholesterol to the liver to be released from the body. Cholesterol, in a way, is a healing compound. If the body is inflamed, cholesterol will be high to help repair it. And when the issue has been resolved, cholesterol will naturally drop on its own. It's not the fault of the cholesterol for being at the site of inflammation in the arteries, etc. It's merely there to help clean up the oxidative stress. However, if there is a chronic metabolic disease constantly causing inflammation, the cholesterol will obviously stay high. It's only oxidated, oxidized LDL cholesterol or what builds up in the artery walls that could potentially cause a problem. And this is linked to chronic inflammation in the body. What's interesting is that so-called heart-healthy vegetable oils, processed foods, alcohol, artificial sweeteners, and medications which are all part of our standard modern diet are all incredibly inflammatory. So basically the argument is that cholesterol necessarily isn't like a high it's the question isn't whether it's high or low. The question is that we need cholesterol. Yeah. And your body like, naturally creates yeah, it. Yeah, and and if it's high it means it's because it's fighting something or your body's inflamed. Yeah. Um it be ba- it basically if you pick if you picture like these buildings on fire over here yeah. and the fire department shows up and puts the fire out. It's like 
the cops showing up saying, hey, man, this water caused the fire. Mm. And it's like, no, man, the water is here because it's helped put the fire out. Mm. And that's what cholesterol has done. It's at, it's at the scene of the crime, and it's been getting blamed, but it's only there to help. Mm. That's not the root of the problem. The root of the problem is processed sugars, seed oils. Those are the, these are the things that uh, are building up in people's arteries. So I think the question that I think what if anything what this conversation does for anyone listening is to just teach people to go and do research for themselves. Yep. Um, and where you land is where you land. I think the first thing like to re- I guess go through that and think through that and digest that pun intended digest that yeah. would be. But if if your cholesterol is tied to trying to help you out, then why does it fluctuate based on what you eat? Like why why is there a direct correlation to what you eat? If you said that like your cholesterol is there on the scene, if like let's say you're inflamed, right? That's what the article was saying. Well, mm. then are you inflamed because you're eating just red meats? Are you inflamed? Like why is that inflammatory thing going up based off of what you eat? If that makes sense, I think that's my my question. Yeah, uh, I, I that would be my the next research step would be I'd be curious on that. Yeah. Um... I would say the you know from the from the research that I've done why why cholesterol is so high is because the root cause is the eating of the processed sugars, uh, you know, mm. processed sugars, seed oils. These are the things that are being uh, built up, um, mm. clogging up arteries, and that's where the the cholesterol rises to uh, to help repair it. Um, but also. You know, somebody who's just um, physically active, you know, because your body um, will be inflamed, yeah. you know, like your knee joints and stuff like that. And the cholesterol will naturally rise to, to help fight that, mm. help fight that too, you know. Yeah, I think an interesting study for me would be like if let's say you had the control and the control was person eats no red meat. Because people say like eggs, bacon, red meats are like high cholesterol foods. And so when yeah. you go to the doctor, they're like, hey, you might want to cut back on the red meat. You want to cut back because your cholesterol is high. That's what they yeah. tell you. I'd be interested to see if there was a study where you had like a vegetarian yeah. not working out. So at the start of the of the um, trial or whatever you want to call it, they weren't working out. They maintained their diet of vegetables only, and then they started working out and repairing their body. Their body becomes inflamed. I would love to see a study that's like showed their cholesterol rising without a change in their diet based yeah. off of the inflammatory needs of their body. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Now that if if there was a study there, to me, that proves his point. Because yeah. it's if if the point <clears throat> is cholesterol shows up because hey, we're here to fix your body, we're here on the scene. Yeah. You should be able to see spikes and decreases in cholesterol like regardless of what you eat, right? Yeah. That's the theory. Right. And I would love if if like to do research and if and see if there's a, some sort of study that proves that cholesterol goes up and down like regardless of what you eat. Sure. Yeah. And I think and I think another important thing to mention too is again, this is this is from a doctor. 75% of the brain's weight is made up of uh, something called myelin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when, you, when somebody gets Alzheimer's disease, um, dementia, what is happening is that is kind of deteriorating in the brain. And then, and then your brain kind of gets all, the nerves get all tangled and, and your, 
and you short circuit and you uh, they, they short circuit and you you know you don't remember who you are anymore. That myelin, that that part of your brain that makes up 75% of the brain weight is 100% cholesterol. So like the like these low fat diets that people are going on is actually like making like making their brains horrible as they get older. Think about, you know, you're about to have a baby, right? My wife is, to be clear. I yeah. look like I'm about ready to have yeah. a baby. What they're going to tell you, what's the, what's the thing they're going to tell you to eat, the most important thing to feed that baby? What, milk? Specifically. Yeah. Milk or what? Specifically breast milk. Yeah. Breast milk is loaded with saturated fat. Right. For why? The... For brain development, mm. for the baby. So like, well, yeah, it's like, why are they changing their story from being a baby to, to yeah. So why, why are we, why are we telling people to, to, to not eat saturated, continue to eat saturated fat? Literally our, our brains are made up of 60% fat. Half of that is saturated fats. Mm. It is crucial for brain development and people are getting Alzheimer's. I would argue, not just me, but other doctors are would argue it's because they're not eating enough fat. Yeah, and what we're going to do, guys, because this is, I knew this was going to be fun because Matt's done a lot of research in this, and I'll include a lot of the, the, the papers and a lot of the articles that Matt's, you know, that Matt will share with me. I'll include some of those links in the in the description just so people can kind of get an idea of where, where you're pulling some information from. Because I bet there's a lot of people that want to find maybe a little bit more unbiased view on things. And so we'll share a couple of these, of these <coughs> things in the description so you can kind of read for yourself and where Matt's getting this information. I, dude, like to be honest with you, I've made it a point not to get political on the podcast. And I mean, yeah. I do know- We're to talk about liberals? No, no I'm just no, kidding. No, we're, we're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna have YouTube demonetize a, a channel that's not already not making money. Oh, I wanna dude. make money first dude. before we go there. I already, I already talked about, I'm pro eating meat. Your YouTube's already kicking you yeah, off. Yeah, they're gonna kick me. <laughs> I Eat hope not. bugs or die, peasants. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, well like that's the thing. It's like, I. I don't want to go down the path of heavy conspiracy. I mean, we can talk about that on your podcast when you start that. Sure, yeah. Because yeah. I know that we've, you know, yeah. we can we can go on a bunch of tangents with yeah. COVID and government and that kind of yeah. stuff. But I do know this. This is my gut, my gut talking. Is it seems to be in any type of American politics or politics across the world, wherever the money is, that's where that's where people follow. So if you can. And this is just, in my opinion, YouTube, so don't kill me for this. Yeah. But if you can poison people, you're going to create the need for health care, and you're going to fill the hospitals, and you're going to fill... And like, it makes sense to create an ecosystem of unhealthy people. Yeah. It would make sense for the FDA to allow things through that they know isn't healthy. Yep. Creating, cu creating create, customers. You're creating customers. Yep. I mean... Um, my wife and I are really looking through vaccines for the kid, and I'm not going to get into that right now. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> we're not jumping into that. But I will say, like, after doing a lot of research, there are a couple of them that I'm like, man, that might not be helpful. Yeah. You know, and so, and but even though when you go see the doctor, they're like, you have to get this. I mean, they're, they're telling infants now that infants should get COVID shots. Yeah, that's... And I'm like, dude... No, like that's not wild. happening. It's but wild. but I say all that to say, like I'm encouraging everyone listening or watching to do your own research, um, in everything. Don't blindly go into doctors' offices. Don't blindly go into, even like with your investments. I and mean, we can talk to money, right? Yeah. You, in the same way, you shouldn't just blindly follow your financial advisor. 
Right. Like you would want to fact check your financial advisor. If your financial advisor says, hey, I want 100% of your money to go into Bitcoin, you'd be like, ooh, that's weird. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to fact check my financial advisor, but for some reason we don't fight, fact check our doctors. Right. And I'm that guy, even even between me and my wife, I'm I my bent is to say, hey, the doctors know. Like, that's my bent to just be yeah. like, trust the doctors. They've had the training. I'm just a stupid little, you know, yeah. guy. Like, don't question them. Yeah. I mean, I'm, and imagine that same logic. To, to, to me, a barber, right? Yeah. Imagine you coming into my barbershop saying, hey, man, I want a one fade, fade the beard up, trim it down. And I go, hey, dude, you see that barber license on the wall? I went to barber school. I'm going to cut your hair how I'm going to how I'm going to cut it because I know. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, right? right? But yet we do that with doc not only doctors. I don't want to pick on doctors because there's a lot yeah. of good doctors. Yeah. I think there. the majority of them are good. I really do. Yeah. I think... The majority of doctors are good people wanting yeah. to do the best yep. for people. They're they just regurgitating. Yeah, they're just yeah. regurgitating what, what they're they taught. Yeah. And I can't blame them because just like yep. you're regurgitating what you were taught in barber school, now you put your own spin on things. There might be things that you learned in barber school. You're like, yeah, I'm not going to do a fade that way. Sure. You know, I'm going to do a Matt's way. Right. But overall, what we're taught, that's what we end up doing. And so I really don't blame doctors for the most part and, you know, for. Yeah for what they're doing because that's what they were taught. Right. What I do, what I, I'll give you an example for my health. Okay. Um, now that we're on the subject of doctors, we might as well jump into it a right. little bit. We'll get a little, we'll awesome. get our hands dirty a little bit. Yeah. So, so let me get, let me give you guys an example of what made me the, for the first time in my life question the like pharmaceutical industry, the doctor industry um, was with my own health. So six, seven months ago now, uh, every single day for 24 hours a day, I would feel nauseous. I feel like I was going to throw up. Would never throw up though. But it was like my gag reflex was continuing to just like keep going off. 24-7. 7, Started back in August. Mm. To the point that I was doing CrossFit, I had to stop doing CrossFit because I felt like I was going to pass out anytime my heart rate went up. Oh no. So I went and got an EKG. I got a halter monitor. I did a stress test. My heart was perfect. All right. So I went to the doctor the first time though. And I'm like, hey, doc, like, these are my symptoms. I said, I'm nauseous 24-7. I'd never throw up, but I can't work out. And because of that, I put on an additional 20 pounds in like the, the or probably more like 15 pounds in like six months. Mm -hmm. Because I don't eat the best, and the way I was combating, combating weight gain was working out heavily. Right. And when I stopped doing CrossFit, stopped muscle building, I ate the same way the last four months of each year are the most stressful months for me personally with my job sure so it just is just a bad case of whatever i also noticed the more stress i got the worse i felt which was interesting so i go to the doctor i said doc these are my symptoms <clears throat> and he was like okay so i don't really know what's going on but what i want to do is prescribe you a uh nausea medication and i my wife was with me and right to medicine my wife was like well we don't need a medicine. We want to know what's wrong with him. We want the Kid, root cause. Here's the funny thing. She was like, she was like, don't you think we should see a specialist? And he's like, yeah, that's not a bad idea. And I'm like, dude, you're the doctor. Yeah, dude. Like, I, you should be telling me that, hey, before we put you on these medications, let's send you to a specialist to see what's going on. Dog went straight. For straight the medication. Straight to the meds. And so this was the first time in my life that I was like, okay, I'm not bashing doctors at all. 
Sure. But I was concerned that like if I would have been like, that's fine. Like I don't want to get hooked on anti-nausea medications, which by the way, those anti-nausea medications did not help me at all whatsoever. Right. So do the stress test, do the halter monitor. He thought there was something wrong with my heart. So he's like, hey, if you're getting dizzy, you know, if you're, I was getting dizzy when my heart rate would go up and it makes sense. Like I'm like, great. I'm going to have like a heart attack when I'm 28. Like this yeah. is, this is not good. Heart's fine, dude. It's in perfect, it's in perfect condition. Would have never known that had I not gone to the specialist, got checked that out. Right. Right. Heart's fine. Turns out I just had, so six months went by. Six months. Doctor couldn't fit, like didn't, you know, he wanted me to go get, eventually he sent me to like a throat doctor, like a gastro or whatever to check it out. Yeah. And I never made it around to that appointment. But then I started looking into acid reflux. All right. And he mentioned that as an idea. So the doctor uh-huh. did say, well, it could be acid reflux. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like, my throat's not burning. I'm not coughing up stuff. Like, it doesn't seem like acid reflux. Well, one night, I was feeling I was feeling pretty good this day. I was, I was feeling okay. Um, and I just ate a clementine orange. And I I went to eat the clementine orange, and I, I had one. She gave one to me. Immediately, dude, I felt like trash the moment I ate that orange. Mm. And I just watched, like, an hour-long, like, TED Talk document on anti- uh, or, or yeah, in a reflux and citrus is a big cause yeah. for, for, for reflux. And so the moment I ate that orange, I went to Anna, I'm like, I have, Anna, I have really bad acid reflux. Like that's what I have. So since then I've cut out all coffee. I haven't had coffee in two months outside of like little espresso. I can do coffee. I can't have black coffee. So I can do like coffee espresso, but like I don't drink coffee as a daily driver you anymore. Didn't, you didn't have coffee last night? At no. The, oh. No, I didn't have coffee. Well, I'm sorry, man. That sucks. Yeah, it's like, so I didn't have, and I, I would go, like, I'd drink a pot a day. Yeah. Like, I would drink tons of coffee. Like, so I'd drink normal coffee up until two and then drink decaf at night. Yeah. And I loved coffee to the point that Ann and I almost opened up coffee shop back in 2020. I love coffee. Yeah. So gave up coffee. Dude, the moment I gave up coffee and the moment I stopped eating citrus, I feel 100%. Boom. Yeah. So I'm on, currently I take, the only thing I take is a, is acid reflux medication. Maybe you take like Prevacid or... I don't know what the name of it is. I take it before breakfast and I take it before uh, dinner. And the only reason I'm taking that is with acid reflux, you need to let your throat heal. Yeah. Once you let your body heal again, you, you can go back to eating and drinking things that in the past caused you acid reflux. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just want to say too that I had I had major acid reflux. Yeah, so tell me, yeah, yeah, yeah let's major major acid reflux. I was on Prevacid. That's how I know about that's how I know about Prevacid. But with the weight loss. It's gone. Yeah. Like I I don't, I don't do it. Like that's what, that's what I've started to learn about uh, since, since researching this lifestyle is that 90, like the root cause of 90% of, you know, Mm. diseases, uh, metabolic dysfunction, like is diet. Mm. You know, you, you, you know, you will get rid of these things you get rid of your medications and peterson's not the only one like there is countless countless um stories that i that i've come across like that people that i follow on instagram there's one girl that i follow on instagram who was like in a wheelchair man like in a wheelchair and went carnivore and this girl is like doing pull-ups like this stuff this this is crazy man this is crazy stuff that should be on the news but Unfortunately, the news is bought and paid for too, mm. um, and uh, it's not. 
It's not. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah. It's not on there. So people watching might be like, so what's the point, right? What's the point? Well, I think the point to me is two things. Like whether or not I'm going to try the carnivore diet, whether or not I can convince Anna that's a good idea, or whether or not I think that's a good idea yeah. moving forward, that's not the point. Yeah. The point is that not taking the time to do your own research, you're killing yourself. Yep. That's the point. Yep. Like for our kids, we're doing the research of everything. Right. And if we're if we're going to do the research, and this is kind of what was kind of like a slap to face to me when I was thinking through this, because I knew you were coming on the podcast. I'm like, all right, where, where do I want to go with this? Yeah. If I'm willing to put hours and hours of research into like what vaccine I give my kid and what food is good for a two-year-old mm-hmm. and what, but I eat whatever I want. I'm like, no, I need to be researching that for my own body right. or I might not be around for my kid. Right. And so this whole, this whole, I guess, health crisis, which by the way, like nobody knows that I was going through all that crap. Like literally, man, like I, there were days I didn't leave the house because I yeah. felt like so trash. And coincidentally, this is the fat, biggest I've ever been. This is the heaviest I've ever been. This yeah. is the most unhealthy I've ever been. Yeah. And so as I've gotten back, oh, I do, I couldn't even run. I couldn't even work out. Last night I ran a mile. I was I was like running at seven miles an hour, right? I'm like I couldn't do that six months ago, and all it take was a diet change. Yeah. And so that's where for me, I'm like, okay, there is something valid, at least that diet is very influential to how you feel, and how you mentioned like someone could technically heal themselves. Yeah. And um, in the past I would have called that I would just call bullcrap on that. Yeah. And now that I've experienced some level of diet drastically affecting how I feel, yeah, and not just jumping straight into medication, um, I took that that nausea pills like for the first week and a half. I'm like, I'm never taking this again. Yeah, and so that that to me is what interests me about the carnivore diet lifestyle. Yeah. And even if I don't land on the carnivore diet, I think being very aware that the food that you intake. Yeah, can have a drastic <clears throat> effect on your health. Yeah. So, when you decided to do the carnivore diet, I'm curious about this marriage dynamic. Because for a lot of men out there or women, you might be like, "Hey, this carnivore diet would be sweet," but now you have to convince your wife that it might be <clears throat> more expensive. I don't know if it is to buy that much meat and eggs. It might be a financial investment to do something like this. How did you walk that through with your marriage to be like, hey, honey, I think this is a good idea, even though every single medical professional that you read says this is a bad idea? Yeah, I think uh, I just was presenting. First of all, uh, my wife is just my number one fan, Um, and uh, she is super supportive. She is my best friend, and uh, she trusts me, and... uh, so it's not like, you know, if I was telling her, if I was telling her to, you know, to invest all of our money into Bitcoin, she would, you know, rightfully push, so. push back, rightfully uh, so. you know, yeah, sure. rightfully so. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she's always, she's always open um, to, to an idea that I have or something that I want to do. And uh, she was extremely supportive and I, and I just presented her with the evidence and she, and she saw firsthand uh, and I feel like, you know, I know I'm on camera, so people are going to go back and, uh, and look at this and, and question this, I'm sure. And, I'm, and I know they're going to, you know, call me a conspiracy theorist, but I've been a conspiracy theorist for the last three years <laughs> now. So uh, and I've been right on, on the majority of those things. But, uh, but anyways, um, 
the thing really early on in the carnivore diet, after listening to Jordan Peterson, I'm starting to follow, I found the community, right? And I found these doctors. And one of these doctors, and I told you about this yesterday, yeah. was like, again, I'm not a doctor. And I'm, I, I'm not going to put it as eloquently and as, as, uh, as well as he put it. Um, but basically, our body creates natural sunblock. So the reason why people are getting sunburned is because of seed oil, over seed oil consumption, and it's stopping our organs from working properly and specifically creating the natural sunblock. And I said right there, early on, before I even like started bringing this up to my wife, I said, I'm going to figure out if these guys are full of shit or not. Mm. Right there with that. And uh, because every single softball tournament that I yeah. have, I get a bad sunburn right on the, the back, back of my neck. neck where it's painful to shower mm. every single tournament. And I didn't sun, you can ask my wife, I didn't sunburn one time last year. And I avoided seed oils like the plague. That was another, you know, another validate where I was like, that's crazy. So you, I mean, for people that under like didn't follow, Matt said, or you, you were saying like, I was eating like normal. I get sunburned like crazy. I stopped yep. eating seed oil. I didn't get sunburned at all. Yes. Or minim or minimally, like compared to what you. Did I, I can well, you know, nothing, nothing. I mean, you know, I might have got red on my arms, but specifically the back of my neck that always got, got sunburned, roasted from got roasted. I did not get sunburned last year. And was that the moment that you, your wife was kind of like, okay, there's something behind this? Did she notice that at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I, I went and, you know, I went and told her, but she's a lot, you know, she's a lot more subtle than I am, you mm -hmm. know? She's, and I'm like, we should be shouting this, like, from the root. Like, is this, isn't this not crazy? Mm. And she's like, let me think on it. I'm, I'm glad it's working for you, Matt. Like, that <laughs> was her response. I'm glad it's working for yeah. you, Matt. Yeah. You know? And uh, so... You know, but she's she is super, uh, you know, non-confrontational and yeah. kind of, you know. And if it's working for us, I guess she would be, um, she would be happy just kind of doing her own thing and, mm. and doesn't have to share. Unless somebody came up and asked, you know, if you and Anna came over and was asking, she'd be glad to share it with you. She's just not gonna get a megaphone like me mm. or a camera and you know tell the world. You know what I mean? So, so she doing the diet with you? She. Um, is right now right am i uh because i because my uh my goals right now um i believe in this so strongly that i i want to i want to kind of you know do it as a as a, as a side gig mm. um, work with people and uh so i have my mom and my dad right now uh who are overweight um doing the diet right now and then lauren just kind of just kind of said Hey, I, you know, I'll do it too. Um, she had a bad day yesterday and she ate some bread, um, but she's back on it today. And, uh, but my mom and dad, from what they're telling me, they're they haven't, they haven't, yeah, they haven't. Uh, and they, and they started Friday. I just told them, give me a hundred percent for two weeks. I asked them for a month at first. And then my mom was like, well, I, you know, I said, give, can you give me two weeks? Mm. And she said, I can, I can give you two weeks. And my dad said, I can give you two weeks too. So, and then Lauren was like, I can give you two weeks. So anyways, I'm hitting the table again. Sorry. Oh, I love it. No, you're good. It's yeah. passionate. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Cause I think the, the thing that keeps going through my mind is cholesterol. Like that's the thing I can't get past. Mm -hmm. Like I think reading those papers, sending, sending some information, uh, that would be helpful. I know for a fact, when I would talk to my wife about this, she'd be like, the first thing would be like cholesterol. Yeah. Um, 
I I would be open to to trying something like this um, with additional research, and we could talk about this behind the scenes. Um, I love the passion, man. I love it. Yeah. I mean, the way that the world changes is people ex- like they experience change with their own selves first, and then they share it. I mean, we with the same thing with Jesus with us, man. Yeah. Like we experience Jesus changing our life, then we want to share it. Right. And so and so it's impossible for someone to be filled with a bunch of crap being this passionate about something that didn't actually work for them. Yeah. All right, guys, so the uh, the camera just died, or we ran out of storage on the memory on the memory card. So I want to wrap it up. So we're using my phone to record, so this last part looks a little bit, little bit different. That's why. Uh, I want to wrap up with this as far as just the recap. Do your own research. Um, we talked a little, lot about, uh, at the beginning, we talked about ice baths a little bit, which is what I want to get into and we can briefly, I guess, you know, if that camera will work. Um, the carnivore diet, do some research on it. If you have any questions, I'm going to put Matt's socials below mm-hmm. on the comment. So you're yeah. more than welcome. Follow Matt's <clears throat> Instagram. Uh, if you're in the Detroit area, man, check out First Impressions. That is a yes, good barbershop. Firstimpressionsbarbershop.org to, to book an appointment. Um, me or uh, I have another excellent barber there, Sandy LaRue. She's fantastic. So I guess, Matt, what, what would you, how would you like to end us off? Give some uh, advice, some final thoughts as we kind of wrap up this this podcast. Yeah, um, I guess my the only the only advice, especially for uh, people getting older. Um, I mean, even if you're not getting older, you're out of shape. You want to get back in shape. Um, it kind of goes, you know, you can tie in the ice baths um, to it. Just do hard do hard stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, the the saying we were talking about yesterday: get comfortable being uncomfortable, man. Um, motivation is is not real uh i'm not motivated to work out every every day i'm disciplined i don't want to work out but i do it anyways because i know it's going to make me feel good um so just be disciplined man i know everybody watching this doesn't want to go to work every single day right but why do you do it because you're disciplined and you have to and the same goes for working out man you just you have to do it and Mm. uh so that Work out, do it, you know, run, do resistance training, do jujitsu, mix martial arts, um, find something that's fun for you to do and do movements and, uh, and don't become a carnivore, eat one ingredient foods, Yeah, you know, or become a carnivore, Yeah, you know, one ingredient foods, man, stop with the heavily processed standard American diet. Stop. Mm. It's killing, it's killing us. Mm. Well, I guess a fitting... As a fitting end, thank you for coming on the podcast, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you guys for watching. If you're still here after an hour and a half, man, thank you guys all for the support. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the channel. We're going to have more and more podcasts, a variety of different people, different entrepreneurs. Like I said, Matt is an entrepreneur. He's a business owner. He's been through a lot. I appreciate his outlook, and I appreciate your outlook on a lot of different things, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. Subscribe if you haven't. We'll see you guys on the next podcast. See you guys.